This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We listen to Adventures in Odyssey, The Perfect Witness, Parts 1, 2, and 3, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see Cap! I wanted to yuck everybody, and I did. Yeah, they are. Hey. I'm just killing. Disgusting. Okay, it's what's this? Okay, the rule book's been torn up now, and America is wiping its nasty ass with it. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're wiping our nasty little butts with some good Christian fun. The DCF rule book. Hey, that's some toilet paper we can find. <laughs> good Christian fun is the podcast, of course, where we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian movies, music, entertainment of all sorts. Made for, made by Christians that in these trying, uncertain times, we return to as a touchstone, as a bedrock of like what makes us feel comfortable, what makes us feel happy or makes us feel safe or bring joy. And that's... Mm, the, my continual safety blanket is always the work of Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family. Uh, some of Car- Carmen's lesser known discography has been mm-hmm. a, a balm, a salve in these trying times. <laughs> I do... Uh, we should check in on Carmen and see how his quarantine's going. I, I'm sure I'm he's- concerned. I'm, I'm sure he's not taking it seriously and he will be ill soon. I Knock on wood, I hope he's not. But- <laughs> he does Instagram lives where he's like, I'm licking light poles to own the lips. <laughs> the enemy's coming. Did, what do you- was the thing he posted a while ago is like, he was praying it away or something. Uh, he did post like in the early, early stages, like in early March, he was like, yeah, we're going to have our concerts, even though they don't want us to, we're still going to okay. gather. And right, then it right. was like legally, no, you can't, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pal. So they did uh, have to call it off. The feds shut him down. Yes. They're yes, scared yes. of Carmen and what he can do. I think so. What if we found out that like Carmen was deep state <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> and he is like, it would, pocket of it would be the perfect cover because he would be hiding in plain sight. Oh, the plainest sight. I <laughs> breaking sight. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Carmen. We're here to talk about Adventures in Odyssey. Some might say Ooh. the opposite of Carmen <laughs> in Yay. a lot of ways. Wholesome <laughs> family entertainment that is... Um, specifically endorsed by Vice President Mike Pence, who did shout out how much he loves Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, he said he loved this and Uncut Gems. So those are the only things I'm watching or listening Mother and I unwind after a long day of fighting (laughs) COVID-19 with with Connie, Eugene, and the crew, as well as Adam Sandler ruining his life. I like to do an impression of Adam Sandler. Um, (laughs) Why won't you be nicer to me? (laughs) Why won't you be nicer to me, mother? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But to do that, we got to have a little help from a little special guest. Not a little special guest, a big, very special guest 
friends and folks, you may know him from his work at Relevant Magazine or read him in the Washington Post. He's not Mike. Keep that in mind. Give it the hell up for Tyler. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) No dog shot here, I tell you that much. It's so hard to sit. To sit to sit around and like listen to people talk about stuff like Carmen for like because because you know BTS a little a little BTS action I, you sit here and wait for my big introduction like I'm backstage waiting for the curtain to open and you're talking about about my man about Carmen my yeah. guy so why is he your man yeah you're unleashed now well, let's hear it now it's gotten more complicated obviously <laughs> in recent in the last years. twenty to thirty By years what? it has got. <laughs> He was my first, he was my first, I wrote a, I wrote a fan letter, a handwritten fan letter to oh. Carmen. I have very distinct memory of being of little Tyler, like you with my crayons writing. And I think I even drew him a picture. I hope oh he still has of it. Of Satan? <laughs> well, cause it was like when you're like for, for a young, like aggressively kind of like aggro straight child in Nebraska, those music videos kicked ass yeah. I, because yeah. it was like what if what if like Braveheart but Christian and so like I could defend it to my parents like well it's not really violent it's like prayer is a sword that you can use to disembowel sin and it was, so it was very the metaphor was really easy he put it up on the bottom shelf but you kind of get the impression that it was the same thing for him like he just wanted to do this and he was like oh what is find up it's the sure. devil don't worry about it yeah Action. what's yeah. the hook what's the angle oh and i do wonder tyler if you were also into like lavish busby berkeley musicals or show tunes <laughs> or cabaret acts because dance, that is dance song and dance is a big that element is the venn of diagram yeah. of where carmen <laughs> meets with the rest of the culture <laughs> in that sense he's a showman i mean that uh what is it righteous invasion of truth music video mm-hmm. him and the sweaty yeah. boys in the factory oh my god there he's was, got both sides he loves like ripping an asshole in satan and he also <laughs> loves to like shuck and jive he really loves to dance <laughs> he loves shucking but he's falling on hard times he's falling, <laughs> i feel like i feel like he was never really a part of i i there's, I'm sure there's reasons. I don't want to know what they are. If you know any rumors, don't tell me. I'm happy without knowing. <laughs> but I feel like he was never really a part of the rest of the culture. Like, he was always off doing his own thing. And I feel like at all the parties, like, Stephen Curtis Chapman and Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant were like, oh, yeah, sorry, Carmen. We thought we texted you. But just, sorry. You must, have, you must have missed that. He's oh. for sure the maligned little brother of CCM. He's probably got a chip on his shoulder. And my favorite... Uh, detail Tyler from our Carmania <laughs> episodes back in back from last October is the CCM magazine profile that someone did on him where they went to his home in Tulsa Oklahoma which was you know big and expensive but the way they described the decor was like a TGI Fridays and that it was like jukeboxes <laughs> and neon everywhere oh my and god like, and like memorabilia and it's the 1950s still America's still great. Yikes. That's Carmen's uh, call. See, and that's where things have gotten complicated in recent years. For Carmen. But you've already done the Carmen episode. We don't need to revisit those no. tra- traumatizing memories. Listen, our, my no, energy no, no. for discussing Carmen is a renewable resource uh, in this economy. I don't, I don't anticipate. We need to tap into that. We won't revisit Carmania even further. Maybe it's the, the climax of this podcast is either we have Amy Grant on or we have Carmen on. It can't end any other way. 
It's uh, gotta can be. Can we please have oh, two man. different options? <laughs> I mean, keep Amy. This, yeah, I think Amy would be a, a substantially better guest. I feel like Amy's like low key, like on this pod's energy, but doesn't know how to come out about it without like jeopardizing the the career she's built for herself. No, totally. of course not. There was Lars Godfrey. But maybe she's in quarantine mode now, and she's kind of like, what the hell? She's What's been doing, doing Instagram live stuff herself. Really? Yes, she has. She was playing a few, uh, you know, so she's kind of like me in that sense, just kind of going off on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Daily. What it, What if we start laying the groundwork now to make this seem more like a devotional podcast so that oh, when she does come on, you know, she's able to like cover her own butt. Of, like, hmm. I thought it was, you know, like Jesus Calling piper's daily retort or whatever and then we could no i love have ron and then do the normal show you know or caroline we could just have three minutes of every episode devoted to like speaking sincerely and then like that's the <laughs> snippet we send to her team but like yeah, in the body yeah, of the yeah. episode we ended by saying not or jk or whatever <laughs> and are fully insincere about it micah three four ties us all in together actually and yeah. that the sounds of praise that, rise to the cook. lord <laughs> My ass. <laughs> I mean, she did a Tiny Desk concert last year, so she's she's That's down true. with like. No, I think she's like a really funny, chill person, and I love her, and I would like her to be my mom. She's an Enneagram. Her, her daughter has a little uh, CBD shop right down the street from me here in Nashville. Are you serious? Her, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not running right now. I hope it. I hope it. This is true. Yeah, this <laughs> is true. I don't down. know if it's supposed to be known, but it is. It, but it's a fact. It's like. We're, we're talking. We're talking three blocks from my house. Amy Grant's CBD. daughter has a CBD uh, shop in her Nashville, and her husband. Yeah, run a little a little Immigrant CBD spot. Smokes weed for sure. Wow. That, so yeah, that so you we can fanfic the rest of this pretty easily. I think. But. <laughs> or like, let's stream big gang. Like, could they become a sponsor? Could they be our new Squarespace? <laughs> yeah, oh, there you we go. Can reach now out. We can reach out. Army yeah, I'm sure people can't go to the store right now. It's I don't think it's considered an essential industry here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, right. But, uh, and and what the fake news isn't online. telling people right now in the mainstream is that advertising budgets are actually soaring. And yeah. people have more money than ever to spend on <laughs> Marketing the is mid-rolls. the number one priority for all the now companies right talking. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so funny. I've become strange. It sounds weird, but like strange bedfellows with my brother in a lot of this. And there's a lot of crosstalk on family group texts about like the media. The media is doing this and the media is doing that. And this is what the media wants you to believe. One point number one with him and I being do they know that we're kind of technically the media? It's <laughs> <And laughs> funny. <laughs> point number two is like, do, in what world would the media want like the bottom to absolutely fall out of their whole <laughs> revenue like plan yes. for how What's to like, the end game? Yes, like what is the ooh? It's like a producer's situation. Like we actually go bankrupt, and that's they the- gain money by tanking the whole industry somehow. Yeah. So yeah, I need some yeah. galaxy brain person to sign to my DMs and explain that to me. Um, mm. But in the meantime, Tyler, we just want to check in with you, see how the mood is. You're oh, I appreciate that. You're coming to us uh, from Nashville, Tennessee. And thanks mm-hmm. for doing the show again, by the way. We had you on a second oh. service episode like a year ago, a year and a half ago, something like that. And it was it was a I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't wait to come to return, obviously. Uh-huh. I was I just came from a socially distanced tang and I said, I gotta go. I gotta I got a podcast episode. There's no good way to say it, but 
but I did. No. I said it. We got a podcast, and and they were all they're all fans. Everybody that I was talking was was very oh, excited very to hear sweet. that that Good Christian Vote was going to be back. And somebody described you as the horny Christian podcast. And I don't know if that's a brand <laughs> that you embrace or not, but I think. I think it's yeah. a good. I think it's a good lane. The question is. is, horny for what? You know, like that's oh, always unclear God. to me. Horny <laughs> yeah, for horny. When Amy Grant's on, it's God. <laughs> I guess it's a moving target. Anyone? Else, anyone? <laughs> There's enough holy it. podcast. We can be a horny podcast. <laughs> the horny Christian podcast. <laughs> Someone over here is like, what the hell? All <laughs> questionable adjectives <laughs> for right. this podcast. I guess so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's very kind. Well, and to me, I do feel like. Um, and maybe this is just like a story I'm telling myself, but at least with when you are like, and I've guessed on a few podcasts during this time as well. And when you like do podcasts and it is a zoom hang, it is, it does just feel like a little more intentional and there's just a little more structure around it. And it feels better to me than just like an absolute amorphous blob of like zoom happy hour or something <laughs> like that where it's just like everyone's kind of given their attention but they don't know how much they should and things like that although i will say and you know there's going to be some birthdays coming up that have to do uh you know and have to make do in quarantine times i did a birthday party a week ago over zoom that was so much fun the format of oh. it was the birthday boy said i want all of you to make powerpoint presentations about me and present them <laughs> for, and you just do a share screen it's pretty good and do your presentation and That's then so we fun. played a game of fishbowl over the zoom and it worked out great you get a google doc situation going someone acts as the fishbowl so you like privately chat them all the answers that they're drawing it was it was a fun time so I, I think I, the game thing can work. The game thing provides good structure for a Zoom hang. I've helps. done. I did last night. I did a. I did like a game night with some friends, and it was a good time. Uh, but then uh, you, you can sometimes you can tell that one person is like a game person, and I wouldn't say I'm a game person. And then we're all just kind of like there to be like, well, it feels I got I have nothing else to do, so I have no excuse right. for this person to finally. And I, I can't. I'm not trying to subtweet any. I'm not trying to subtweet anybody in my life here right now. <laughs> uh, but if you're listening to this and you've played a game with me recently, you're it. Uh, I've I've had different thoughts. I've had I've mixed feelings on game nights so far. But last <laughs> yeah, night's game I, night was good. PowerPoint is a great idea. Yeah, PowerPoint's fine. Just anything. To me, it's either like have a lot of structure or absolutely none at all whatsoever. Like for some of us, like uh, there's been a group of us that have started watching movies together. And there's like Chrome uh, browser extensions you can install where you can like literally sync up your Netflix and everyone's watching the same movie at the same time. And those are fun. And we we watched Rosemary's Baby last night. And that was was a terrific time. And literally just like having people... On screen next to you, even when you're not talking for two hours, feels great. I think that's a nice feeling. Because you're by yourself, Kevin, right? Yes. So, uh, (laughs) Tyler, what is the mood in Nashville right now? Caroline and I are in L.A., just, you know, practically a couple miles from each other, although we haven't seen each other in nary a month. What's the mood in Nashville? How seriously are people taking it? Can you find flour in the store? What's going on there? Flour is is difficult. Well, in Nashville, like right before all this, remember we had those tornadoes come through. Oh my god! So yeah. that so that's been tough. It, it's it's kind of a dark mood around the town, right? And there's a lot of like chin up everybody because that's a double. That's a real. That's it's a tough two hit two punch for yeah. this town to take, especially. Do you since know anyone the that like lost their houses or anything? So uh, no, not well. No, I I've 
friends of friends that situation because near us where it really hit was like a lot like businesses like a lot of local like restaurants oh, and shops man. were got where where which is I'm glad it's not somebody's house but it was a lot of people's businesses that were already didn't have a roof and now they can't open up again for who knows how long so I would say it has been difficult um in kind of a weird way because for maybe a week the country's attention was on Nashville and then this all happened and obviously everybody got caught up in their own issues and and uh, that's completely understandable but it really compounded a lot of uh, ongoing issues here and I'm pretty sure that our governor is aware that there's a pandemic right now. He hasn't <laughs> talked about it very much, but it seems like he would have to know, oh right? <laughs> our mayor, the, the mayor of Nashville, has been uh, very on top of it. Pretty good, pretty good. And wait, and, was uh, it the was it the Tennessee governor that said like, "Oh, I just realized you can get it asymptomatically," or was that someone else? No, name? no, that was uh, that was Georgia. I okay. Think. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. You can't claim yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't claim that. One. Yeah, could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> Um, For sure. Wow. It is funny how much all of us are becoming, uh, if you weren't already, like way more affair, aware of your like local officials and who they are and mm-hmm. what they're doing now. That's really true. Like I've never watched Gav- Gavin Newsom do a speech before. He was the governor of California until today or a couple weeks ago. And I can tell you exactly what percentage of the L.A. County Council people are landlords and not <laughs> And it's oh, really? over 60%. And that's why oh they're like, well, we need to advocate for the mom and pop landlords. Wow, they're people too. And so as far as like halting <laughs> evictions and stuff. Oh and God. I recommend that wherever you are locally listening to this show, check in with your council people and how they're voting regarding evictions. And then check in how many of them themselves <laughs> council are Council people are so wild. They are like a whole, a whole different game. Yeah. Like politicians are weird. And then council people are like flagrantly weird mm-hmm. it, this is like a black light for local officials though like <laughs> yeah. it seems like it's if, if you can say something dumb you will say something dumb about this and and mm-hmm. it will live forever and the the fact that people have that the tweets are still up from three weeks ago about like oh five people died and we shut down the entire like that those you can go you do they know how to delete those because they still exist and and there and i have there are some local tennessee folks who still have them up and i it make it makes you really it makes me question a lot of like so the type of person who wants to get into politics clearly intelligence is not the reason they're not the person thinking like oh i'm smart i should do this so I, but i don't know what it is then this is a course correction in my own ideas about what kind of person wants to get into politics it's the great the past wardrobe, four years have been you know yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> Well, Social according life. to members of my family, it's not about power. It's because uh, the president loves this country and saw uh, what was happening. That he got the position. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I no. And again, he he hugged that flag. That was a, was a that was a powerful moment for me. Never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a president hug a flag? Didn't think so. No, That's because they all hated this country <laughs> until this one. They are, they won't even touch the flag. They would just look at it or salute they it go, and put their hand over their heart. Get in the in the dirt with that flag, baby. So as far as like a, from a domestic perspective, you and Liz, you're going on three weeks quarantine. Me and my wife are on, yeah, this is week five mm-hmm. quarantine for us. Oh, week five, uh, okay. And we are, we we both uh, work, she's she's uh, she's going to grad school. Uh, she's in a low residency program at NYU getting her master's in creative fiction. 
So is she dancing she, along to uh, "Losing My Religion" like the dean of NYU was as well? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw this video. Was, I, I did see this video, but only because I'm in, I'm in I'm in the scene now. Oh yes, by yes, virtue yes. I'm married into the scene now. Right, and for the listener but, at home, there was a, a video that the dean of Tisch School at NYU sent out where she said, "Sorry, we can't refund your tuition." And, which is bad enough, but then she also attached to the email video of her lo- of dancing to REM's "Losing My Religion" in her office, which uh, some might say is tone deaf. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Grad school it healed me. Made me feel better. <laughs> Church, yes. Mm-hmm. As we're recording this, Easter tomorrow. is tomorrow. This will come out a few days after Easter. But uh, what is your local church doing to adjust to all of the quarantine stuff? I mean, they're doing they're doing we're doing Zoom hangs, mm-hmm. you know. The the uh, our 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 pastor hops on Zoom and uh, and I've tomorrow will be the first time that I join live. Actually, I've been I've been cheating just doing the podcast listen after the fact. Oh, I thought you meant uh, you just like put up a picture of yourself on the Zoom hang, and <laughs> oh, just like let it sit, like taking notes. A Ferris a Ferris Bueller situation oh, where. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin McAllister and the, the uh, dancing right. well, so blinks every once in a while. <laughs> okay, so Zoom hang. Is there any big Easter plan for tomorrow? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there, there's something's happening, but it'll be. It's not. Did you see? I don't know if you saw that Joel Osteen has recruited Kanye West, Mariah Carey, and Tyler Perry. I did see that. Yeah. Any one of whom could be considered the black sheep of that group. I don't know which one. <laughs> that, that's, Mariah. I'm not Carey. sure who the weirdest. I'm not sure who the weirdest. What? Kanye makes sense given Kanye's new. Kanye, lane. yeah, and Kanye and Joel Osteen have been like doing a thing for a while, right? Oh, they've been yeah, circling each other for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of kind of a will they won't they? Yeah. Can you imagine the text message conversations between oh my God. Joel and, and little Kanye late at night? What are wow. you doing? You know what just occurred to me is with Zoom church, it's like way easier to see who's coming to church or not, or like how, yeah. how you're doing. <laughs> so yeah. you log on and there's like five screens live versus 20 or whatever. Yeah, man. That's a real that's a real gut punch to the old pastor, I'm sure. It's, it's also, I, I think that I've, I've listened for, for work to a few different uh, Sunday sermons just to check in on on how other people are handling this. And uh, speaking of black lights, this one is it's not been great for pastors who also try to throw a little bit of stand up into the sermon <laughs> because I think they're realizing that a lot of their stuff was just like the laughter was polite for the most part. And now <laughs> when there's no light, it's like it's like watching like like Thirty Rock or like watching an old show without the laugh track, like Big Bang Theory with no laugh oh track. You're like, God. oh, this isn't actually funny at all. This is. <laughs> They just pause. Yeah, or that Maria and Bamford special like where she just laugh. does it to her parents sitting on a couch. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the damn. same thing here where it's kind of a dark realization like, oh, maybe they were never funny. Maybe th- it was always just we felt like we had to laugh because it was polite and now the jokes are still there, but it's but they're not. It's not good. Uh, it, it's pretty. So that's another dark thing about this time. One of the less dark happy, things, but it's actually. serious. Wait, is that pastors are realizing they're not funny, Caroline? Yeah, yeah. That always pissed me off as they think they're like slaying the crowd. And I'm like, these people are captured, captive. They can't help it. The bar is so low. Then, every now and then they get a real laugh and like the look of joy on their face is like, oh my God. Especially when they didn't expect it. There's like, a, what else can I do? What other power can I have? I mean, oh, so in listening to all those different kinds of sermons, I am wondering what the general take is and like what the overlap is between like even more conservative churches or, or trains of thought 
versus more progressive as like as far as like what everyone's main message or like angle of theology yeah. or God that people are focusing on right now. Because even in the church I've been going to, which is a little more progressive, it was a lot more progressive. It's still one of those things where it's like, <laughs> you're going to come out the other side of this, blah, 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 which like, and they temper with like, also this sucks shit and maybe not, who knows, but like, <laughs> it, but it's still kind of like, this is the refiner's fire right now, which like uh, I, I get a little impatient with. You got to say, I guess it's, that feels like the obvious take, right? To say mm-hmm. something to that effect. Like, but my church is pretty progressive and he really just stuck to the script. Like he had a sermon series he was going to do and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And wow. it's, uh, and he stayed, and, it's, and that's honestly been fine for me because there's not, a, there's only so much you can say. And I feel like we're right in the thick of this thing right now. So a lot of the takes, like we we're saying, are going to age pretty poorly. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, just listening to going along on the on the series. There's it's been interesting to see that the more conservative churches are still abiding by it. There, there's I haven't heard a whole lot of like the media is inflating all of this, but there is sort of a we can't give in to fear. We can't be ruled by. We can't don't let yeah, the narratives out there. Like panic. a lot of focus uh-huh. on like well, and I don't know what that like. What does it mean then to I don't know. They're using, they're saying fear, as in we don't want to give in to fear, but they're not providing an alternative. So what would it look like to not be afraid? Does it mean we should not be social distant? Does it Take mean we should be off. meeting together? I don't know the what COVID-19 the- COVID-19 yeah. mask of the sword of the spirit and God. I don't know what the implication yeah. is. I, I don't I know what the, the implication key, is. Well, we were talking about it because we talked about, um, I think it was Piper's reaction and he was quoting that Winston Churchill CC. C.S. Lewis like whole spiel kind of thing but it was way like I think it's supposed to be like don't be afraid like keep calm and carry on and like the way to win this is (laughs) to prove to the virus that we will not be taken down (laughs) and the virus will be so impressed with our courage (laughs) yeah well I think also like economically (laughs) that like oh we'll recover because we didn't you know panic and and give way or something like that there was that Lewis thing about like, yeah, just be doing mundane tasks. What would you want to be doing otherwise? Or, and so much of that, as but much like, as it is like, apply. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's Christian theology, but that's also like Lewis just being like a classic 20th century stiff up a lip gents like sort of dude too. Like <laughs> yes. as, as amazing of a writer he is, some of it was like the fancy British way of saying suck it up (laughs) who cares yeah uh yeah so that's been interesting to kind of yeah try to parse through because I have yeah yeah, it would be interesting the fear thing does remind me of uh well we talked about a second service a couple weeks ago Caroline where um the Jeremy Camp biopic movie did so well in its first week of release because it was like it came out March 13th or something like that. And it made mm-hmm. over what it was supposed to while every other movie tanked. And then Jeremy Camp put out a like message on Instagram like, thanks for not giving in to fear and showing up to the box. Oh, I didn't office see this. this week. Oh wow. <laughs> a very oh, damning God. statistic given the given the circumstances. Yeah, totally. Maybe yeah, maybe it is like you'll be smarter than everybody else if you're not afraid and just like I've never been regretful of being afraid of something, though, where it's like, oh, I I was afraid of that thing and I shouldn't have been. But I'm never like, oh, I shouldn't have been afraid of that. You know what I mean? I haven't I haven't experienced like not like I have no (laughs) time. Yeah, not with this. I mean, I've been afraid of like like, you know, like I think like 
you can be afraid of like professional opportunities or or not going for like oh I, maybe I was just afraid of I don't know sending it like trying some big creative project and and I was afraid of the enormity of it so I never gave it a shot but afraid of like real life dangerous things like give in to fear yeah, yeah that's absolutely. what it's there for that's that's a, that's the a good Christian fine podcast is pro fear. <laughs> Feel afraid be a coward. Anything. Be scared. Shaking your boots. Yeah. That's the GCF way. Be terrified. Lock yourself in your closet with nothing but your iPhone and a pair of headphones to and listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> Wrapped up in bubble wrap, like bubble boy. Yeah. Or Laura Palmer. Uh, yeah. Okay. And and uh, things at home. You guys are used to working at home. So. Yeah. Sure. But it's one thing, you know, it's, it's one thing when you, when you do... Usually, like one of us would get out of the house for like, like I'm going to a coffee shop, or I'm going. You can't really do that anymore. And it also just feels different when you're not when you have to work at home, not you're choosing to work at home. Mm -hmm. That's better. But yeah, but we're we're okay. We're things have been things have been all right. I'm ready to go to places again, and kind of accepting that's just not going to be the case for a while. But uh, compared to a lot, you know, it, there's always the comparison thing that, you're, that you do now. And I, I think you're not supposed to do that maybe like for your emotional health. Like if it's hard for you, it's hard for you. But it is, I have seen a lot of friends and even family members who have had a much more difficult time with this. I have a lot of family who's in the healthcare industry, um, mm-hmm. who work at hospitals. So mm-hmm. that's that has been kind of scary, but also puts my own thing of it. I just sit on the internet and write all day and I, I can do that from home <laughs> for the next, you know, six years. It's fine. Yeah. People yeah. are going to keep clicking. Mm-hmm. And in this, in these uncertain times, are there any particular memes that have been healing for you? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the me, I've loved, there's been some great, I, I love the, uh, though I don't even know what it's called, but the weekend TikTok situation. Uh, What's the weekend? With that weekend, with that weekend song. My meme uh, consumption has gone up. One of the ones I've been finding comfort in myself is the one where someone does something that, Almost certainly ends in death, and it cuts to the men holding the coffin and dancing to <laughs> to the EDM song. <laughs> You've seen that, right, Caroline? Yeah, yeah. I had one. I had a a. Uh, th- this is going to sound like I'm I'm trying to uh, just plug my own brand, which I'm really not trying to do. But but I had a I had a tweet that that did some numbers, put up some numbers last year. It's got a little that. rebirth. Somebody dusted it off and presented it again. And it's not even, it is not my humor. It's just a clip of the president trying to answer a question about a favorite Bible verse and not being able to, he clearly doesn't know. Like somebody asks him, what's your favorite verse of the Bible? And he kind of hems and haws. And Old Testament, and they ask New him, Testament. What's your favorite, yeah. What's your favorite Testament? And he can't. Just, so, so I put that energy out and now it's back again and it's far and away like the most thing i've ever had been <laughs> ever ha- ever ever gone most viral i've ever gone but it's also getting me a lot of these blue no matter who like like take that drump types in my mentions a lot which uh, which is really and i think they get kind of frustrated now that most of my stuff is like weird christian memes and superhero <laughs> Like (laughs) fandom, because this is not what they signed up for. You know, when you have an off-brand thing, like bring in a lot of followers, and they're like, "Oh, never mind. You're just weird." And yeah, you know, Tyler, I feel like you and I could talk about this for hours. The kind of perils (laughs) of going like Kevin's whole career was something that, like, maybe doesn't fully represent the core of our whole ethos. Got to be careful. You got to be careful. But I'm not going to change who I am. I'm I'm not going to change my brand. Can I? Can I truly happy? Caroline actually has a similar 
similar experience with this because she did have a letterbox review a couple of months ago for 1917 that posted some pretty big numbers and uh no the difference here is that this is the core of her ethos was the letterbox review. <laughs> this is who yeah me. i feel like that's more on brand that feels i don't know if it, i don't know what it is that feels right i don't know if it's 1917 i don't think or it letterbox, got the biggest numbers it could you know like your friend Mia, she she gets the numbers. Well, she's you know? literally the biggest user like the on Letterboxd, Letterboxd. I think right yep. now. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. true. So that's quite an accomplishment. Caroline, that's do you remember right. the body oh, of your her. review for 1917? Do I remember it? Mm-hmm. I sure do. <laughs> Could you repeat it for us right now? Yeah. Okay. My review was. <laughs> 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 um, you know they they shot all that movie in one take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I have a sing. I have some trenches. These boys can do a single shot in. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Um, Delightful. Horny Christian podcast. That's I know I that's a small thing, you know, and it's just it's like oh, haha. But you know, part of me is like, is that the funniest thing I'll ever do? And that's it for me. <laughs> oh no. You know what's funny I mean, about that, though, funny. is that we workshopped that on that Oscar episode we did with Demi and Jossie. <laughs> we did? I said that? Yeah, you said that on the episode. Wait, oh, do you nice. not remember okay, this? Cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember the episode. I don't remember, like, verbatim what I said the whole time or that I said that. Well, I'll make that, that a drop right. for next week's episode of GC. That tracks. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the bit got elevated. Oh, man. Yeah, see? Um. I wish so, I had some people to like, uh, Tyler, what I wanted to ask is for, if you uh, have gotten any new hobbies going in this downtime home. Oh, man. I feel bad that the the answer is no. That's okay. Um, it, but it, but it, so many people are doing cool stuff. And I kind of thought early on, like, I wonder what the new thing I'm going to pick up is. And so far, I, like, I just kind of thought a hobby would happen to me. Like, I don't know what I like. Yeah. By osmosis, I would just start. I just realized, like... Oh, I'm really good with the, I don't know, karate? I, I have no idea what I <laughs> thought was bre- going to happen. You're not baking any bread, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, there was already, my, my wife loves to bake bread and has always loved to bake bread. And I think she takes, uh, is kind of mad that this is now a thing because for a long mm, time this was, you know. Her thing. She's, she's been doing this. Yeah. I did see, I was, I was going on a walk. And I saw a guy, and maybe he's always done this, but I've lived here for a long time, and I have never seen him out before with his bow and arrow, what? which is an interesting <laughs> hobby to pick oh, up. No. Unless I don't know if it's a hobby or if he just thinks this is gonna last a like lot a longer big than one? we like think a it is. Hunting one? Like a big, yeah, like a like not like a Robin Hood situation, but like he's mm. like oh, like, like a cross. Da- it looked dangerous. I would be less scared if he had a gun in his hand. Like a I, think would, so I feel like he knows something we don't. Like, I'm like, he's got a friend on the inside who's like, yeah, we're just shooting the air. <laughs> and that was in his front yard. I don't know what's happening. Front if that's yard. in the front yard, the backyard hmm. could be like where the trebuchet is. I don't know what, yeah. what the... It, what target so, practice so was he doing? Too much Zelda so Breath of the Wild. So I guess that's a hobby now is like watching and gossiping about my neighbors on a podcast. Totally. Like, I, I hope he does. Maybe well, here's the thing we're all know. learning in this. Reach out it's to not me. like we're all going to become new people just because we're quarantined. No. The things that we care about and spend time doing doesn't really change. I'm playing that, piano a little bit more. Valuable. That's been fun. Oh, that's, that's good. Cool. Yeah, that's I've been trying to make it like a daily habit. You're coming out of this with the concerto. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been oh, fun to like take requests or just try to do things by ear or, you know, 
So that's like a fun, boring thing I've been doing. Again, Tyler, do you want to request Satan bite the dust for Kevin's next live? I mean, I'd be happy to, but I feel like that's not that. Like a lot of Carmen songs, it's not really a song. Not melodic. It's just <laughs> no. like a spoken word yeah. poem <laughs> with you, like a like a little all bit the of easier perca- to like play. You know, you just slam some keys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I mean, you wanted to, if you wanted to perform it, you could, but I think you'd have you'd have to come up with some. You have to add a lot to make it anything recognizable. Totally. There's no chorus. I mean, the choruses of Carmen songs, you can do, don't want no monsters in my house tonight, or yeah. do, uh, uh, the only hope for America <laughs> is Jesus. It's Actually, Jesus. is that the COVID-19 anthem do, do, the country do, do, needs right now? It's do, do, do. America yeah. Again, mm-hmm. which is again. what that song is called. Oh, it's <laughs> America <laughs> Again. I love that, again. like that Elma surprise <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> no, but you know, actually, weirdly, it's so embedded, and because it is so like mel- melodically simple, I have been returning to a lot of like worship songs that I just oh, happen nice. to know, and it like kind of calms me down to play them. Aww. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of nostalgia, like a lot. Of, I've been going back to like the to like nineties aughts. It's not necessarily Christian, but some of yeah. it has been. I don't know why it's just comforting, and I know it. And new music just doesn't hold a lot of appeal right now for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So I've been go- returning to uh, to some old, and then I pulled up. I pulled like I, I did bust out the. I'm just trying to decide if it's like good or if I just still like it from being twelve, like. Jars of Clay, Switchfoot, like that was my yeah. that was Tyler's era of oh yeah, uh, I like stand Christian by those music. too. I think those are good. And uh, and there's some good some of those early Switchfoot albums. I'd say some of those. There, I'd say there's some great songs on there. Oh yeah, I'd say yeah. yeah. And I hear good things about those guys. About the I feel like people you hear you hear bad things about a lot of Christian artists, but I think John Foreman, what I've from as far as I can tell, he's like a good egg. Mm-hmm. No good and, energy. And here here's the line of demarcation: John Foreman believes COVID nineteen is real. <laughs> do we know that for a fact inside. yeah i mean by all public appearances i'm sure he's like hey can i stay inside on his instagram or whatever <laughs> he wrote he wrote a relevant article about staying about the importance of staying inside perfect see Easter. Yes. there we see, go okay good that. gotcha Glad caroline <laughs> you got me you got me you know i was so sent it sent it to us unbidden i woke up in the more open the open work email and there's a really full, a full completed article from john foreman to no say, one asked hey, him wanna, and he's just like here if you, you want to publish this you can <gasps> don't have to tell me twice <laughs> certainly not i bet you 12 year old tyler it. sure was pumped about just that hit publish. it yeah. would be funny if the article was like and it, again if it was like unsolicited or like on spec if it was just like <laughs> 10 times Switchfoot gave us life during quarantine. <laughs> it's like, all right, John, uh, I guess we can. 10 best this. Switchfoot songs for Steve. People will click calm. it. The Switchfoot 30 John Foreman need. gifts. <laughs> 30 John Foreman it's gifts like getting us through quarantine. He made in his living room. Yeah, just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> shirtless, like yeah. moving the hair. <laughs> I do it. love the idea of John Don't Foreman making gifts of himself alone in his doing the Jake Gyllenhaal handstand shirt thing. Like, <laughs> if y'all want to post this, Oops. all right. <laughs> I challenge Michael Tate, Peter Furler, and freaking uh, Jackie Velasquez. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, I'm glad quarantine's going okay for you, man, and you're staying sane. Yeah, we're we're sitting in people. We're Hey, we're saying and yeah, Nashville are surviving insane. yeah that's not too bad there okay well let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Which, of course, is Adventures in Odyssey. Was that too loud? That was shorter than ever. Just come on, let's go. Oh, well, I guess that's a- normally that. Don't they know what to do? I'm diving in. Yeah, no, I play that. You couldn't hear that. No, oh, I think you might have talked. I'm gonna play it until you hear it all. Okay. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> Make it stop. Okay, so adventures in Aussie. So. Listen, we talked about this a couple. Very excited for this. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we're excited to talk to you about it, sir. But we talked about how podcast listenership across the board is down. People don't have commutes, but one thing that is up, one genre that is up in podcast listening, is the children's and family entertainment genre oh. of podcasts. So all of that has, uh, you know, as families are struggling to figure out how to homeschool their kids or teach them anything at all, I'm sure it's a great non-screen alternative to pacifying them in some way and one of those shows might just be adventures in aussie which right now focus on the family is offering for a 28 day free trial for the aussie adventure club if you go there now for these uncertain times they're giving you a month free if you want to listen to it which listen if you're listening to this show and you don't want to give money to focus on the family (laughs) just sign up for 28 days Listen to what you or want just to listen, listen to us talk to. about it. You know, you get the same experience. <laughs> or do what we do, have a lifetime subscription, and then just donate an equal amount of money to an, a, a competing charity or organization. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes, like Chick-fil-A. Now, Tyler, we talked about Adventures in Aussie with you a little bit last time you were on the show and your experience with it. At the time, it was a recent event that you had gotten focused on the family to confirm on Twitter that Mr. Whitaker did not vote for President Trump. That's correct. <laughs> oh yeah, my that's God, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you got him and to admit it. We're just hoping that that position from Mr. Whitaker and the Whitaker family holds Stands strong. Stands for 2020. Yeah. What was the response though? It was like kind of dodgy, right? It was like, well, he wouldn't do something bad or something like that. No, I think it was pretty... 
it was cautious, but the implication was definitely uh, it was. I think explicitly, no, it would not. Uh, Mr. Whitaker would would not have been a on the Trump train. But I do know, I do, I do know that the social media that the social media guy who was there at the time is no longer there. I don't know if it was. I don't know if this was a cause and effect situation. Can't prove it, but it was a. It was. Oh, it no. was not a long. It was not a long. It was shortly thereafter. But that's correct. That was my now, most recent scoop when we talked last year. Now, what Tyler's leaving out of this story, unfortunately, is that um, the social media person did on Twitter post a graphic of Mr. Whitaker voting for Jill Stein the next day, and that did cause quite a bit of controversy. That hurts. That hurts to hear. <laughs> yes, it's very sad. He so animated listen- his own. Yes. <laughs> I like Bloomberg. <laughs> He's the financially responsible candidate. Eugene. Uh, yeah, so you listened to it growing up. It was, so this was a go-to, maybe a staple. A lot. A lot. A lot. It, Did- was, it was like every night going to bed. It was wow. for a long time yeah same our our friend like measured like measured road trips and like how many tapes it was going to be before which i think was like a a, among the odyssey fandom is is a pretty uh regular thing but yeah i listened to a lot of adventures in odyssey yes and they were the albums of tapes it was not Mm -hmm. i never i got a few maybe like one or two at the end of like the cd albums but those sucked because you, if you stopped playing it in the middle, it wouldn't resume back where it was like oh, you could on cassette. That, yeah, so even after CD technology existed for years, we would just buy the cassettes. Like keep going for the cassette tapes, right? But you could get at Chick Fil A an early. Remember that back? That was before Chick Fil A was even. I think it was just like in like malls at that point. But they did a Damn. lot. Of, there was a lot of focus on the family tie-ins, and that's where I got a lot of my early Odyssey apparel and gear. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of like uh, <laughs> little tie-ins in the, in the Happy Meal. Oh, I don't think I told you, Tyler, but uh, since last we had you on, I did visit Wits End in Colorado Springs. Oh, Colorado. in Colorado Springs, yeah. Yes. I haven't been there in a long time, but I, I'm familiar with it. I, it's quite a, what, what a new, what yeah, a place, it's, it's, what a place. It's wild. There's like, you what know, abortion exhibits with like fetuses <laughs> of different sizes and then like monuments <laughs> to James Dobson, a pretty hefty bookstore. Um, the the Odyssey part of the exhibit was pretty impressive. Like I didn't end up getting any of the ice cream or anything like that, but... That really pisses I, me off. I've had ice cream at Wits End there. I had a at the I remember Colorado getting a scoop, getting one? a little soft serve. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, I get a little soft serve from Wits End, nice. and uh, I remember it. So that must have been couldn't have been that bad. But it's kind of hard <laughs> to mess up. Well, on Caroline and mine's bucket list, as soon as this whole quarantine nonsense lets up, is that the first trip we're taking is back to Colorado Springs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you asked me my post-COVID fantasy, and that was really high on the list was to go to Colorado Springs with you. <laughs> Number one, we get the ice cream. Hey, you don't have to say with you so derisively. <laughs> You just say Colorado Springs as if that's what's funnily not appealing, yeah, not me. You, you have, you have to, because I do remember, and I was, I, I wish I remember how old I probably was not yet ten years old when I went to this Witson Focus on the Family thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember the because in Adventures in Odyssey, Wits End has the Imagination Station, right? Which I'm sure, as longtime fans know, is a time machine. Mr. Whitaker has a time machine, a yeah, real time machine um, that he uses only to teach children lessons and not to do anything. Awesome, Nothing constructive. Could, yeah. To, uh-huh. to his credit, he he uses he gives away for free. 
Uh, like he, he could charge people a lot, I think, to use his time machine, but it seems to always be on the house. He's, he's a Marxist icon, and I appreciate the early <laughs> radicalization that I got, uh, however unintentionally, from Mr. Share Whitaker in that regard. Mr. Whitaker <laughs> was a burning man. Hey, Mr. I think you, I've thought about this unsurprisingly. I think I don't think Mr. Whitaker was a Bernie bro. I think Eugene probably was. Eugene just has that Bernie vibe mm-hmm. to him. Oh, and, I get a total uh, like bow tie young Republican vibe from Eugene. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I don't agree. Um, maybe I don't know him as well though. That's true. I mean, I haven't listened to the whole thing, so maybe his personality would come out, but. My initial read is, you know, he loves logic. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he could. I guess he could have kind of a libertarian thing, but I feel like he'd be one of those like, like really well read, well studied, but very That's insufferable true. Bernie bro. Like I don't That's mean, true. I don't mean this. He's a probably I don't, like I, studying not, philosophy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it would be like. You'd kind of be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't mind the guy. He's got some interesting ideas. And then he'd be, take that as a total slight and be like, all right, ideas. He'd have a <laughs> Miss Kendall, but. Miss Kendall, <laughs> you don't understand. His tax plan would work. <laughs> <laughs> that was an early, that was my first ship before I even, I didn't have a word for it. But con- the Connie Eugene thing, I was like, they're meant oh to be. Gosh. It didn't happen. No, that was a heartbreak, wasn't it? That thing happened. <laughs> Yeah, or got together, was, excuse me. Upset. Who did Connie end up with? Uh oh god. It's some loser. Anybody? Unfortunately. Now behind Ooh, me on the damn. on the virtual <laughs> oh, <wow>. screen. <laughs> this is Hello. This is some hot. Katrina hot Katrina, hot Eugene uh Oh, that's Katrina, yeah. Art. Okay. Oh, you know shirts. the existence of this art, right, Tyler? <laughs> I have I this is not my first time seeing it. For yes, sure. this <laughs> is, it's, it's on. It's, it's my background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my desktop background. Hey, look! Here I am in Odyssey right now, <laughs> high above. There was like a. I feel like there was some early Mr. Whitaker art that came on the CD cut. He was kind of. He had like. He was like had kind of a farmer vibe. He was thin. He had flannels. And then at oh. some point, they got a new artist or something, and they they turned him. In, they, they made him pretty thick. Yeah, they made mi- they made Wid Dummy thick when they got the new yeah because the original original albums yeah he was a thin, like back in the 80s. he was lean he was like yeah he was he looked something like happened Ian McKellen like, or like a yeah oh weird <laughs> something then, happened like ninety one ninety two and he became Santa daddy like Logan Roy yeah yeah <laughs> by the time yeah. it was all done it was it was I don't know and it was nobody seemed worried about it so I guess he just decided you know I'm old I run an ice cream emporium and I'm just I don't care anymore. Don't yeah, care. he Good for really him. himself go. Yeah. I actually Goals. found I found a picture of old uh thick Mr. Whitaker right here. Uh, you can check him out. <laughs> can you imagine Brian Cox starring in the Mr. Whitaker story? I would like to see his soft side. That would be incredible. Okay, well we we listened to uh some episode a uh, three parter, a little who done it, a bit of a procedural kind of standalone. Uh, saga called The Perfect Witness Parts 1, 2, and 3. They first aired in 1995 and don't really feature anyone in the main cast except for Eugene and Katrina. And it was all it's all about a little robbery gone wrong and then piecing together the clues based on the testimony of young Jenny who is a blind girl. And is Jenny like a familiar character or is she new for this episode? No, I mean she might have recurred in I a few. I wondered that too. 
Uh, we okay. can we can always check the AIO wiki. Um, they'll, they'll never lead you astray. I think she was in at least one other episode okay. before this. Odyssey, a surprisingly high crime town for. <laughs> I don't think we know much about that, but but there's a, a lot of episodes feature like kidnapping. Oh yeah, robbery. Uh, people, children died with a a uncomfortable amount of regularity. Children died in the show. Like I remember a kid drowned on the show. Uh, well, Timmy oh died. Yeah. 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 We, Tom we, we, we lost, we wow. lost one to sickness and yeah. The, I, yeah. Timmy, we lo- that was like a lot of tragedy there. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Whitaker is a widower. Uh, so, so we lo- true. It just seemed like the, for a town, the size of Odyssey, which I'm, I'm total. I don't think we ever got exact uh, pop numbers on 300 Odyssey. People. But, but there's a tremendous like... amount of intellectual property, it seems, that people want to get their uh, hands on. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's in 12 episodes. Jenny Roberts. She was in like seven oh. before The Perfect Witness. But yeah, oh, this okay. is what this is what that would happen is <laughs> it's kind of a dazed and confused situation on Odyssey where like all the old white men keep getting older, but the children stay the same age. They would like cycle <laughs> out of children. So there'd be Jenny Roberts and then there'd be the Barclays and then there'd be this mm-hmm. family and that family. And then when those kid actors grow up and they can't do the voices anymore, they would like cycle out of them and then a new family moves into town. Oh, interesting. And very okay. rarely did they like actually let them, especially in the later years, age into teenage dumb or adulthood. They had Jimmy, I think, uh, Jimmy's voice changed and they kept him, kept him around to like explain. And I think there was even an episode about like, puberty and the yeah, and how it's, it's like it's awkward the, it's the, it's the episode about puberty yeah yeah caroline what'd you think of this episode as a new listener of of the show really enjoyed it i thought it was so good um i was listening to it while i was working on my bike this morning and um Your i was hog. like really into it and, yeah my hog and i was like really <laughs> thinking about uh who was doing it i was i was all into the mystery i was writing down my theories as we were going along um, I keep forgetting it's like a children's show um, <laughs> until like the moments where I realize like these are the nicest kidnappers and robbers you've ever had. Like they are We're so gonna gentle, hurt you. so We're not sweet. Gonna they use do not coarse language. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to hold your hand and we're not, we're real sorry uh, about this we're happening. keep reassuring you it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> not a given like that. that focus on the family would, would like make, keep the, keep the bad guys human, like humanized in this. They could have done a lot of, this could have gone awry. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, I, they, but, they then, but then I remember these... like, oh, they can't have kids like actually get super scared about getting kidnapped and getting like, you know, their fingers cut off and stuff. So it like, goes low. Well, there was a note attached to, I believe, the album version that says this three part mystery includes an armed robbery and kidnapping, which are played and replayed throughout all three parts. No one gets hurt in the episodes. They may be too intense for younger listeners, though. So yeah, they scary. warned us. They warned us. They knew. But like, can you imagine the letters of interest in Odyssey producers must have gotten all the time from people who found like I imagine the folks in the family crowd must have found objectionable content. Absolutely, it I'm sure they were always like, "Connie's way too immodest." <laughs> You're like, "How?" I don't like what it sounded like. Connie was wearing. She has a low cut shirt. I can I can hear it. She sounds a little too free and breezy. I I want to hear you can that. Hear Eugene's ass cheeks clapping. <laughs> I want to hear that top button of Connie Kendall's shirt snapping into place. Fascinating. 
That would be. I love modesty complaints on a radio show. But but yeah, this was this was like my favorite kind of. I found that uh, historically, Odyssey did the like who done it in the mystery sort of episodes pretty well. Like they're yeah. very satisfying to listen to. Like the secret was it the case of the hidden room or the secret room like 10 years before this one like they knew how to structure this stuff and it's basic just like procedural stuff but i don't know like there's something special about like the fact too that it's not it's not particularly christian except for katrina's like i'm gonna pray about it i guess uh, yeah. <laughs> that's always on these shows too it always like kind of like oh yeah i guess by the way don't forget about the bible like, it helps um, kinda, yeah. you kind of get the impression that paul mccusker was like auditioning for law and order with some of these yeah. like he <laughs> wanted to be a crime writer and yeah. this was his only chance so he this was just his shot across like just just shoot a flare gun from focus on the family hq up like if anyone out there is hiring just radio saying. drama writers Candy? yeah this it is, is like a it's like a perverted like he rubbed the genie's lamp and the genie granted him three wishes but he wasn't specific enough for it's like <laughs> i want to be a, a crime writer and have my my stories heard by millions of people and he's like okay but it's gonna be on a g-rated christian radio the monkey paw show. curls back <laughs> um, yeah. i would say yeah it was a pretty good mystery like there were a good amount of misdirects and like a lot of suspects that you could point to and everything it was cool and I thought it was really smart to make the um, the kind of witness a blind girl because we're also blind too. And so we could like figure things out as well oh as she could, you know, by listening in on what was going that. on. Like that was really cool that like kids listening along could feel as important as Jenny was in figuring out the mystery, you know? Yeah, that stuff I think is just like so special to Radio stuff and audio medium, it's such an empathy generator in that sense. And this is one of those episodes that's like burned into my mind from being a kid. There's certain there's certain lines that I could recall just like like you can recall like verses of music or like lines from a song. One of them was Eugene and Katrina at the same time going in an envelope when they like figure out what the report was supposed to do. The envelope line. Although I, I do love that this is still, you know, like as inoffensive as it basically is, there is still a little bit of focus on the family flavor of the eventual answer to the mystery is that academia has gone too far. Uh, yeah. I know I was going to do like distrust of the professor trying to get tenure. So fun. Tenure is actually Which evil. is not, which is a regular theme. This is not related to this particular episode, but uh, just a few months ago, I was on a long drive and I was flipping through the radio stations and Odyssey is on. And this must be a, an episode after my time because I did not remember it at all. But uh, a little girl who works for her student, for her, is a right, reporter for the student newspaper, writes an article about Big Pharma in oh odyssey God. and how they're oh, defrauding she, she takes on yeah she takes on the drug industry and mr wow. whitaker kind of cautions her against it because she doesn't have all the facts yet but she she jumps the gun uh before she has all of her sources and then it turns out she was wrong she got it wrong and uh the big pharma execs are actually really nice and just want to help people and oh, they my being defrauded oh my god oh my god these my fake my, my fake insurance people are trying to get on the insurance and i was like who oh is god. writing this and what what it's is crazy. your i don't think this is your audience <laughs> like the 
it was a lesson about the fake news media and how they don't, and I, it felt like somebody just had like their own thing they were working through and yeah. decided to do it via Adventures I'm confused now if like writing. hating big pharma is more of a liberal position or a conservative position at this point yeah. with all the like anti-vaxxing as well you know I think like, are we all pharma are we all joining on hands on that and hating big pharma handshake emoji <laughs> I think it's well I, I think acknowledging any flaw in healthcare is a slippery slope to like Oh, like socialized medicine and now we don't mm. we yeah. only have one kind of mm-hmm. soup uh, okay yeah like i i think it's part of that where it's like <laughs> one kind of i'm soup. fine so i think healthcare is fine for the rest of the world so if you criticize uh-huh. big pharma or like lobbyists or the, mm-hmm. the medical mm-hmm. industry or the industrialized complex it like i think it goes to that this reminded me of something else in the episode that the i thought the report that eugene did on the educational system was also gonna be like <laughs> Like public schools are teaching kids that God is a monkey and whatever. <laughs> I love that. I was I really ready for that. And then it was like, oh, a misdirect there as well. Touche. <laughs> I know. I would love I'm sure to. they I, got into evolution. I'm sure they yeah, got right? into evolution, not honestly, but I don't remember the anti evolution episode. Maybe that, maybe that just felt like too hot for I even. I can't remember either. For even Mr. Wicker to touch. Well, the only, the only stuff that felt iffy to me even growing up was like when they would get in the time machine and go back and it would be like the lily whitewashed historical fiction yeah. of like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. the pilgrims were just chill and like them the mm-hmm. indians were hugging and blah 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 like the indians <laughs> were aggressive for no reason yeah and we were like then, whoa out, out of nowhere what? out of nowhere <laughs> what you do show do? up <laughs> so that's up but, but i think children. but it did get more i think it's gotten more conservative with age as most white men do, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, like there is the big anti-gay marriage arc from uh, a couple years back. That oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm I've slept on that one. I would love. What if I just did a Google search of like top ten most political adventures in Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, someone's got to write that relevant article, Kevin. And I think yeah, she yeah, they you. did. <laughs> it's written by John Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> he has transitioning careers. There's an Easter. There's an Easter. By the end, it gets to Easter. <laughs> you know, you hook him in. Right. I love the, the current event. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. I mean, there's like, now I'm remembering there was a long arc about the Underground Railroad back in the 90s, mm-hmm. and now I am scared to revisit that. Oh, my God. Like, actually, the Underground Railroad was bad. <laughs> like, what can you imagine? <laughs> the thing is, you should comply with the police, you know, and they Where shouldn't have Caesar, gone against the law Caesar's? like that. Unless it's taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's taxes. I do remember... One that was very effective for me, like that that uh, uh, at the time, and I I felt very I, for a long time was I was really embarrassed about how much I believed this was an accurate representation of this, and I I think, believe you all have discussed this episode is the Dungeons and Dragons rip up oh, yeah. the, uh, oh, the castles and cal- castles and cauldrons, C and C, in which of course they while well, they play it like an actual demon manifests. Yeah, did that freak you out as a kid? It freaked me out, and it also made me like, well, I'm not playing D and D. What? What? In that? These people have a death wish who are <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know when I finally realized, like, yeah, that's not really how Dungeons and Dragons works. But it was <laughs> later than it should have been. Like, it was. I had already like that was one of the last things to, I sort of disassociate <laughs> from it. Did you and catch yourself? By the time like, it happened, oh I was like, God. oh yeah, well, of course they're not 
summoning monsters. <laughs> that is kind of the funniest, game. like Christians playing themselves, like, confusing like a very dorky pastime, like <laughs> putting in the same thing as like witchcraft, you know, and like Satanists. And Which, everything. if you remember that episode, Caroline, that's where we find out that Mister Whitaker is a witch. Because he's like force sensitive and he can feel the, the dark That's spirits. Right. Yeah, he's, he's like, like something dark know, is here. He's like, damn. I think the game is the issue, my damn. man. <laughs> Gracious. <laughs> so yeah, really effective storytelling in this. And yeah, just like the use yes. of Foley. And two, I'm still impressed with this, even as an adult man, just like being able to put being able to put a listener in time and place in a particular geographic space with like not that clunky of expositional dialogue of like really? you yeah. hear the bookstore bell and you hear Mr. Holstein and all this stuff. The whole scene- Yeah, that's all it takes. You're no, like, the- oh, yeah, I know who Is the Holstein stuff offensive at all, the German stuff? Oh, I know. I was like, hmm, I don't-, I don't know if we're getting too pro German in this episode. <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable with that. <laughs> oh my God. I noticed it, but I couldn't figure out. I'm not an expert. That would be amazing if there was a Jewish character in the series, too, that they're like, yeah, you know, our Jew friend. He's not saved. I think there have been Jewish characters at some point. Oh, really? Okay. Give it a Google search. Very cool. Yeah, they've done it. Eugene, obviously, was not a Christian for a long time. Yeah. And uh, they just kind of let that be for... uh, for quite a while. I mean, he, it, it happened. It happened. That was the really will that will they won't they of the show is is will Eugene, Eugene ever just like succumb Eugene to peer pressure? And, Eugene is Ross yeah. and God yeah. is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, he got off the plane. Um, but yeah. Oh, I did want to play the end where the our our announcer Chris does like try to t- kind of tie it up together in, yeah. in terms of the oh, virtue because this was like. The funniest little stretch. I yeah, I guess it makes sense. One of the discussion questions is like, have you ever judged something wrong by the appearance of blah, blah, blah? And that's one of the ones in the album, but I'll play this ending for us. Suppose I should go home now. It's been very nice getting to know all of you, particularly you, Jenny. I meant what I said about you being a perfect witness. Thank you. Detective, if you ever want a job in a small town, think of us. <laughs> I will. You know, there's only one thing I'm disappointed about. What's that? I was told I couldn't come to Odyssey without having ice cream at a place called Wit's End. You haven't heard of it, have you? Um, Wit's End? Uh, (laughs) uh, Sounds familiar. Yes, where have I heard that name? Imagine being here all this time and not knowing... Stop it, you guys. (laughs) Detective Ethan? Yes, Jenny. Why don't you take my hand and we'll walk there, together. I'd love to. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go, kid. Throughout the Bible, we're told that it's not who we are on the outside, but who we are on the inside that counts. God said it to the prophet Samuel right before Samuel met King David. Take a look at 1 Samuel 16, 7. God said, The Lord does not see as man sees. Men see only outward appearances, but God sees into the heart. Jesus said the same in Mark chapter 7 when he reminded the Pharisees that it's not what's on the outside that defiles people, but what's on the inside. And the Apostle Paul echoes that thinking in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when he instructed the Christians that their bodies were only temporary houses and that they should not judge each other by outward appearances. Like Detective Ethan noted at the very end of our adventure, the thieves thought that, well, since Jenny was blind, 
she couldn't help the police. Dr. Marcus was certain that because he was well-known and had a good reputation, he could steal Eugene's work and mastermind the robbery without anyone suspecting him. Our villains were wrong, of course, and we should be careful not to make the same mistake when we look at people around us. Just because they seem to be popular or intelligent like Dr. Marcus, or even seem to have a handicap like Jenny, we need to realize that those are only outside appearances and may not reflect who those people are on the inside. That's an important lesson to remember. <laughs> Adventures and Odyssey is a presentation of... All right. <laughs> I'm getting like... <laughs> I love the idea of like... <laughs> what? That going both ways of just like actively distrust all the people you like because you never know. <laughs> <laughs> also, the implication here seems to be that if you're going to take a hostage, don't don't <laughs> yeah. assume just because she's blind that Make she can't sure get she won't blind. rat you out to the law. <laughs> don't make the same death. mistakes that these criminals and felons made. <laughs> That's the one way in which they're not right. an example to you. They misjudge your outward appearance, you know. They should have chosen a different kid. You gotta threaten their families. You gotta they can't Planet. talk they can't tell a soul. Do your get to know your hostages before you when take you them. pick a hostage, make sure it's one that can't ID you at all. Cut off their fingers and toes and maybe blindfold them and gag them as well as put earmuffs over their little and plug ears. those ears. <laughs> When God sent the armies of Israel into Jericho, he said kill everyone. Yeah, not just some. <laughs> Leave no witnesses behind. Leave Scorched no... Scorched earth policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Very funny. Don't half-ass your robbery. <laughs> Good grief. All right. Well, you know what, gang? I think maybe it's time that we rate the episode. The way this works, Tyler, is we give it a holy toast, a holy roast, or a space between. Holy toast. That's a thumbs up. We send this adventure in Odyssey to heaven, where the first three John Avery Whitakers are. Holy roast. That's where we send it to hell, i.e. Eugene Meltzner's eventual home. Or not now, because he he had a change of heart. Or Purgatory, that's of course sending it to... The space between... And we'll start with Caroline. Oh, holy toast, 100%. I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. Um, we didn't even talk about Detective Ethan, but I thought she was great. Oh, yeah, And I love that it was like, she's a chick. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> Ethan? Uh-huh. That was great. And she, yeah, she was like really good at getting, the, getting this done. I love like a capable detective, you know, like schooling the little towny cops and everything. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was delightful. I, I loved it. And yeah, again, I love that turn of, uh, we are just as impaired as Jenny in the way of figuring out the crime so we can all work together. That's hey, great. What a nice message. We turn it to Tyler. Oh, yeah. Holy toast. Uh, absolutely. I I've, I thought this was... It's weird how the, the production value... Like, there's no reason that Focus on the Family should have had a radio drama for little kids. Incredible. Th- about Bible lessons. That actually makes for pretty like high-quality entertainment. They clearly didn't really know... I don't think what they had or and, and the talent they got on board was definitely it was it was overstocked with people who really knew what they were doing when it comes to creating something like this. And um, the I would say the messages of the episodes are, let's say, hit and miss. But the, <laughs> the, the actual drama of a lot of them, a lot of the stories, uh, especially when they kind of veer outside of the lesson of the week stuff into more procedurals like this, actually hold up pretty. They, they held up pretty well. Hell yeah. 
All right, I'm giving a holy toast to a unanimous holy toast from the Good Christian Fun Podcast. Folks, if you got kids at home, I do recommend Adventures in Odyssey. If you want good, clean entertainment, just weed out like the awful ones. Like, just like read an episode guide. You'll be able to figure it out. But most of them are like very entertaining. They'll they'll stimulate your kids' minds and create the theater of the mind that uh, that'll help them with their imagination for decades to come. And set them up for a great listening experience on GCF when they're when they turn eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And if you let it, we we did have a fourteen year old write in that listens to the show, and I felt bad about it. Yeah, <laughs> I had to take a look at myself hard in the mirror that day. That's like, right. But we're not the final word. Go to at Christian Fun Pod. You give it a roast or toast or a space between. Get out there and Pokemon. Go to the polls. Ballers. You get sadder and sadder every mm. year. Someone said to put something that Joe Biden did at the end of that. Oh, something pick about one. crackers. Crackling. <laughs> Where do you said. start? Yeah. Oh, he was doing Where his do Cracklins start? character with Lauren Daigle on an Instagram Live. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, now I got a little fun game for us. If we want to play it, this is we're debuting on the podcast, and maybe it's a game we can repeat. Maybe not. But for now, we're going to play a little game that we're calling the GCF Quarantine House Challenge. All right. This town just went through a tornado. Are you going to play that siren like oh, that? I'm sorry, no, man. I'm de- hey, oh, day. Hey, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> He's not triggered. Shaking. See, he's not a triggered little snowflake, Caroline. He is not going <laughs> to give in to fear. Yeah, don't give in to fear of tornadoes and prepare for them, Tyler. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. I hope this game is what I think it is. It is what you think it is. I have a guess. All right, I have a guess. So there's a meme that's been going around on Twitter and Instagram from certain accounts with certain themes called choose your quarantine house that's when you get a list of people in different houses Mm -hmm. and you have to choose which house that you choose to be quarantined in for the duration of however long we're going to be here so a24 did a list and it was like you know some of their main characters from their movies the succession without context account did it with all the different characters and side characters of succession and we're going to do it with the characters from the Good Christian Fun podcast, of which there's many. I've prepared a few houses for us to choose from. I'm going to list them one by one, and then actually, just so you guys have them as a reference, I will text them to you in our chat window so you can look at them on paper as well. So, all right, here's the first house. I will list them and then send them to you. And then by the end of it, we have to figure out which house that we would want to be quarantined with. House number one, each of them has at least four occupants, plus you, who if you choose to be with them. House number one, Lauren Daigle, Salty, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Ooh. and Hot Moses from Prince of Egypt. Okay, I mean, you really stacked <laughs> the deck on the first one there for me, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would think- No misses. The thing, yeah. The, no misses. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole challenge of this for me is to try to make it balanced. The, the best one? No, 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 no. It's to make them all equally attractive in different ways so that it is Got actually... It. There's no there's no real fly in the ointment in this one yet, I don't think. Yeah, I'm thinking um, he thinks salty is a fly in the ointment for us, but 
being seen salty from behind. May not surprise you to know from this behind? is the second salty. What? <laughs> Ew. What the hell? See those pages. I'm okay. Well, now I'm realizing there's a house with Amy Grant in it somewhere, surely. So this yeah, will make it tough on yeah. me. Okay. And that's going to be the house with the weed, so... <laughs> for sure that's true hey y'all <laughs> Stephen curtis chapman is a no drug household for sure. <laughs> house number two house number two mr whitaker kirk franklin mm. Mm. shonda pierce <laughs> and two-thirds of point of grace two-thirds yeah Which the other one's busy okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> whichever two-thirds you pick so in this one like I don't know how Kirk and Shonda are vibing with each other, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if if they're going to get along and maybe Kirk is like a little uh, more. Shonda Pierce. Sorry, I forgot who that was for a second. It's yeah. coming back. The stand-up we did. Yes. I can't I can't not love Mr. Whitaker. And uh, obviously, we have the same politics, you know, so that's going to blow on drama. Twitter. Agreed there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Point of Grace, it just makes you wonder what happened to the other one. <laughs> Where did yeah, she and the go? other two won't it. talk about it. She got it. <laughs> I've, I'm, unfortunately, I think she does have it. Okay, house number three. She got it. House number three, Matt Thiessen, Jackie Velasquez, John Foreman, and Kirk Cameron. <laughs> My friend. Your friend. Your colleague. Now, and Kirk Cameron, I mean... Kirk Cameron is such a strong force in whatever yeah. household he's in. This one does have a fly in the way because I I don't know. I mean, other that we we know that I know John. Um, right. I don't know Matt Tyson or Jackie Velasquez. You don't know them that well. I, I, I know who they are. You know I don't know are. what they'd be like to quarantine <laughs> with. I would assume Matt Tyson. Matt Tyson lives here in Nashville. I've 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 heard various stories, but I don't know what they would mean for the quarantine for quarantine life. No, Neutral not on this stories, podcast. stories, good stories, bad <laughs> stories. All, all, all over the map. So mm. far, I think house number peaks and valleys. I think okay. house number three out of them out of the houses so far is the most likely to be a majority anti-vax culture. Right, but Katy Perry <laughs> might visit. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know true. if she will. <laughs> okay, that's a different. She can't. It's quarantine. House that's number true. four is Jennifer Knapp. Larry the Cucumber. Oh, come on. That's not fair. Carmen. Jesus Christ, Kevin. And Gerbert. Come on. <laughs> okay. You didn't want to let it be easy for me. You didn't no. want to make it easy. No, it can't be an easy pick. That's the whole Damn game it. of it. Oh. <laughs> Man. So because you want to hang with Jennifer Knapp. Jennifer Knapp. Um, I love... Jennifer Knapp is amazing. It's Larry Incredible. that I'm showing Incredibly up to good. the doorstep for. Yeah. Ten out of ten hang. <laughs> Larry the Cucumber. He's going he's gonna to be the nine oh. of the group and the peacemaker. Yeah, the, he's going to be working uh-huh. real hard. But then uh-huh. you have Gerb. Then you got Carmen. Carmen is problematic in every sense of the word. Gerbert's a wild card because we don't know what he's like <laughs> now. Truly. Like thought, what the years yeah, have I done. I thought Gerbert had passed from COVID. Well, this is imagining a scenario. Oh, this which, is like a fanciful. Yeah, Tyler, we established okay. on the podcast a few weeks ago that Gerbert passed away of COVID nineteen. But this, yeah, oh, no service either. What a sucks. loss. Yeah, okay. just like a rainy day, lone burial. No one was there. <laughs> yeah, no one could come. Nobody even knows yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, the donut man oh, had a very God. moving eulogy on Zoom, but um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> nothing. That's house number is, four. Is, is, 
Is the Donut Man going to be in House Five? Are we going to? Well, I, I won't. How many spoil. houses are there? No spoilers. There's there's eight houses total. Oh my god! Oh, okay, okay. Get, okay. Right, yeah, let's, let's move along. Okay, House Number Five: Kevin Max, mm. Amy Grant, got the snacks. Ooh, Kanye West. Oh come on! And Ooh. Mark Lowry, Christian stand-up Mark Lowry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's a tough one. I, th- I think Amy and Sorry, Kevin would Amy. both be good. I think Amy and Kevin would both be pretty decent hangs. Mark and Kanye, I, I don't know. Mark mm-hmm. Lowry is out licking light poles right now for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for the for the lulls. Kanye, I think <laughs> for the lulls. Here's my controversial take. I think Kanye would revert to like a childlike nature. And if you like got him in front of a Nintendo Switch and wanted to play Mario Kart with him, he'd be okay. Yeah. Like, if he's not in work mode, then... He's pretty chill. He might be okay. I mean, I've watched a lot of Kardashians uh, in my time, and I'll say that, yeah, behind the scenes, for the most part, he's a normal dude that just makes kind of odd remarks, you know, but he's just kind of, like, hanging out. No one seems, like, to be weirded out by him. No. House number six... That's probably true. House number six is Christian comedian Brad Stein... From Christmas with a capital C. Oh my God. Colby the Christian Robot. Okay. Michael W. Smith. Okay. And Rebecca St. James. Oh wow. I'm curious. I I really feel like Rebecca and Michael. But, I don't know. They might uh Oh, you think that's gonna Yeah. They're in a house for a long time together. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, consider this. Neither Corny of their spouses are in house <laughs> six. Where did they go? Did we they... don't know what happened to anybody's spouses in these houses. <laughs> I think most of these people are married in theory. I think all of them are. Salty, Mark... Salty is married, we know. Um, Hot, Hot Moses, Moses is not, just yeah, uh, for the sake of the argument. <laughs> oh, Larry's okay. single, Gerbert's a child, Mark Lowry is truly not married. Wait, is Larry a child? Isn't he? <laughs> I'm kind he? of worried he might be. He's I don't childlike. Know. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, ugh. He reads as a boy to me. I shouldn't be attracted to Larry. That's not right. <laughs> you, you wake up 2 a.m. in the morning covered in sweat. <laughs> shouldn't be attracted to Larry. Weirdly, <laughs> House 4 has the most sexual energy so far. <laughs> Big time. By far. Jennifer Navigar, Larry, and Carmen. And yeah. Carmen, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Dripping. Okay, we'll wrap it up. Uh, house number seven, Stacey O'Rico. Mm-hmm. McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Tate. And the entirety of the power team. <laughs> <laughs> the whole power team? Oh my god. And it's a two I gotta bedroom. change my sexual energy comment. It's a two bedroom, so wow. keep that in mind. I like that you've put like a Kevin in every house. What do you almost, mean a Kevin? You know? There's like a puppet or a or an animated character in just about every house. <laughs> Is the Kevin in house seven McGee? Yeah. Wait, what's the Kevin in six? Colby? I'm a robot to you? Colby, yeah, for sure. Oh. And- Salty. All right. Colby well, like roller skates around. Whatever, he's not he's a robot, but only technically. He's like a yeah. he's John he's Foreman. Got the- John Foreman? Are you <laughs> kidding me? It's in her mind. She can't believe it. Wait, what was house eight? Did you send that? House eight is not the yet. final house. Here oh, we okay. go. Oh, okay. Last house. House number eight, Reba. 
Goofy. What? <laughs> Young Sheldon. Kevin. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you went real off the rails on that last one. I don't know how you mean. Goofy is Jewish. And young Sheldon, I don't know what he is. <laughs> he's atheist for he's sure. A, he's a skeptic. Yeah, yeah he's in it. I think they even. Yeah, he's I think a that's hardcore even atheist. Yeah, I, there's literally an episode. I'm not kidding. There's literally an episode oh, really? of Young Sheldon. There's an episode where there's a tornado, and he talks about how he doesn't believe in God. Because <laughs> I think his, because I think his mother, that. I think his mother does. His mother's a, a believer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's she's on she's on the God train and Sheldon kind of dis- we're gonna have to d- agree to disagree on this. Man, one. that would be so fun to hang out with Goofy and Reba. <laughs> but you, you got young Sheldon being like, "What a good God allow suffering." <laughs> I think we could all work together to kind of like put him in a room and lock it. Also, well, once he's in the same house as Jesus, yeah. There's also how long can you keep sure, it? No yeah. atheists in foxholes. Right? The Jesus yeah, that's factor true. of it all. <laughs> no atheists. <laughs> So Tyler, I mean, look at these houses. Don't don't make a rash decision. But which way are you leaning towards, Bud? I'm wavering between. I'll tell you, I'm wavering between uh, House Five, which is Amy Grant, Kevin Max, really? Mark Lowry, and Kanye, and uh, and House Two with Kirk, Shonda Pierce, Point of Grace, and Mr. Whitaker. <laughs> um, I think House 2 would be the least amount of drama. Like, I think everybody would mostly just kind of mind their own business. Yeah, I would say, like, House 2 is where thing. you're going to get, like, roommate vibes, you know? Like, everyone's in there. Like, Mr. Whitaker owns an ice cream shop, so I assume he can cook. So we've got food. I mean, at least yeah. we can eat ice cream. Yeah, yeah. No, you, if he can bring his... He can cook some ice cream up. And the point of Grace Women, I think, just, you know, good good mom vibes, good, uh, yeah. good energy. Mm-hmm. What happened to the third one? I, I don't... I don't know or care. I, you know, it's don't fine. care. Yeah. We got, we got the ones we have. Yeah. As and point of grace, um, no questions. They'll tell you no lies. It's <laughs> 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 kind of that situation. And then house five, Amy Grant and Kevin Max. I, I like both of these people. They're, they're childhood heroes. Mark Lowry, I think is like confirmed to be kind of like trouble on Twitter. Like he, he gets kind of like weirdly mean sometimes on Twitter. Like when people, I think he seems like he mm. searches for his name, and if somebody said something mean about one of his old songs, he responds in an aggressive way. But with Kanye around there, I think that cancels it out because he's not going to do anything. Everybody else is just kind of leave Kanye alone. Yeah, you can't be a bigger personality than Kanye. Exactly. Yeah, Mark Lowry's so the king of a very small kingdom compared to Mr. West. <laughs> Growing smaller all the time. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Hate to see it. Okay, so all right, house two or house five. Okay, if you have to pick one, which is it? Two or five, but I'm gonna go. I am gonna go house two. House two. Talking through. Okay, it. Caroline. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. Okay, you made a strong case for house five. Man, Mark Lowry, that'd be rough. But I feel like <laughs> me and Amy would be like fast friends right away. Yeah. That would be done. Here comes. And then Kanye, I think we would actually start to get along with. You know, the more we kind of got to know each other and you got used to each other and everything. Um, I think you can I, reach Kanye. I really do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like. It, yeah, like we would just not talk politics in the house. Like we just won't go there. Me and Amy will be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Mm-mm. Now, house one, I'm also very interested in because... Now that I'm looking at it... All right, make your case. I, I house know. one, right? Like, here's the thing. I get along with Daigles in real life. Like, I get along with, with gals like that. And I think Daigles. we would be like 
pals, you know, <laughs> like, like I think she, we'd, we'd like, we'd kind of vibe with each other and I do enjoy her singing. I would like to like hear her and Steven like jam together. Can you imagine that? On the guitar? Uh, yeah. And then Salty, we would all work together to just like infect early on. So he's just kind of <laughs> out of the question. You would infect him on purpose? <laughs> I do not need to hear him harmonize with Daigle and Kit Chapman. Like, like bio warfare against not. Salty the singing song. Oh my song. gosh. Um, wow. And then, I mean, Hot Moses, you know what we're going to be up to. So that's that's that'll keep me busy as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't give me it all. You he's, put him on there. He's an animated character. You specified hot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I did. Well, for me personally. I think House One, yeah. I mean, I'm the one who had to bounce this to begin with, so I'm a little biased. But yeah. in the course of this conversation, I got to keep the title of what Tyler called us at the beginning, the horniest Christian podcast. I'm going house one because <gasps> I believe me and Daigle. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what? Aren't you oh, rooting for us? There's not enough room for Yeah, I guess so. I can change her. You can make her happy. It could, she already is happy. No, but you what, probably make you wanna, her sad. What do you want to change about her? The cultural I mean, appropriation, mostly. Well, yeah, that's not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. But that's kind of already changed on its own. That's I feel like that's like slow, like without nobody yet brought it up, it just sort of stopped happening a little bit. Oh, I hope so. In recent months. Yeah, mm. I, I certainly hope so. But I'm wondering, but then, you know, part of me Oh just, my God, you could produce Daigle Bites and make it like- really freaking good and and you'd probably become the co-host like i'm kevin you know bagel or whatever i'm kevin bagel <laughs> and then it becomes the, the podcast you'd be becomes, like, i'm the cream cheese and she's the daigle <laughs> then i'm gonna spread <laughs> caroline no creatively okay and then so you yeah. are so you all are both in house one Without me. What are you going to do with Moses? Like, that's just, like, wasted on you. What do you mean? Well, I, I like being around hot guys. He's a nice guy. Yeah. You don't need yeah. him. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. I want everyone in my life to be hot, not just, <laughs> exactly. not just the gender I'm attracted to. His staff doesn't have to be parting my C's for me to think he's a nice dude. <laughs> okay. Come on. My C's. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah, House One. I, I mean, because the other one is, like, Maybe House Four, because I feel like unfortunately Gerber and I would get along. <laughs> <laughs> and then and like House Four is that? tempting. I just can't do. I just can't do Carmen, man. Carmen would be Carmen. like. What do you awful. do with Carmen? You know? that would be. Although he wouldn't stay. That'd be the that's thing. A, he'd go well, no, that's oh, the thing. Is oh, you think he'd bolt? No, but you would have to convince him every day to stay because he's like, yeah. I'm gonna go to the park and like play on the monkey bars and bowling. come back and we're like, no, 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 no. So every day would be like another new battle to like the get him to stay. Yeah. Like you Carmen, want that job. Only one of us needs to go to the grocery store, buddy. It's like I'll go. You can go two weeks from now, but like. Yeah, so that would be tough. And then In my heart, I believe Jennifer Knapp would shut him down. Like yeah. she would be the she, she would be a force would to be, be reckoned totally with. Totally the diplomat. Wherever wherever you are, Jennifer, whatever you're doing, I believe that she's running a tight ship yeah. with Absolutely. her self isolation guidelines. Yeah. A little more than she can give. Uh okay. Uh um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, this has been the GCF quarantine house challenge. Well done, Kevin. All right. 
the siren is like aggressively you're like on month six of pandemic season. <laughs> I'm skipping like, ahead. War for the planet of the apes. We all know we all know how this ends, but uh Alright, now it's time to dim the lights and light the candles. And Tyler, on other shows you may promote yourself or promote your social media, your projects, but we're not here to do that. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. And we start with Caroline as per usual. You can lift me up to the Lord at Caroline's Farts. And I would like to lift up something. Oh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire on Hulu. I think Kevin had recommended that before. Beautiful, great film. It's the best. Very good. Yeah, very uh, peaceful. I don't think you'll think about coronavirus once. Well, you'll think about it once, actually. Maybe once. Because you'll. (laughs) They got the little mask on the beach that they wear. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, a stylish way to rock your coronavirus look. Um, And I guess they all kind of are quarantining in the house in a way. Yeah. So actually, it's a completely uh, quarantine movie. It's going to. Yeah, you're you're only going to think about it. (laughs) They do talk about Italy. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the second to last movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Yeah. And then Emma. What a, what a great final two to go out One, on. One-two punch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big-eyed ladies with costumes on. <laughs> we love the big-eyed ladies with the dresses. All right. Well, we turn it to Tyler now. I am on Twitter at Tyler Huckabee. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll recommend... Uh, I'll recommend Devs. I'm a Devs boy. I feel like I'm hey, the only one staying in the devs. show right now. But I gotta. But I think Devs is. Uh, I'm all in. I'm all in. It it's ends great. this week. Oh, I'm so excited for the it's ending. Been the, it's been there for me, and I've enjoyed it a lot. It has to be. Some people think it's too slow, but it's just the speed. It's just the weird. It's just. It's my I'm kind glad of it started, weird. It kind of picked back up. Uh, Here, here's my impression of Devs, if I may. It has to be perfect. <laughs> okay, I got mine. Okay. Jamie. You can't come with me. I have to go alone. That's good. <laughs> that's very yeah. that's excellent. <laughs> oh, it was like I was there. It's basically Close just like eyes. drain yourself of any personality and you uh, will this be. Is the radio drama. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> hey. hey, but. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. fun. I like it. Yeah, it's a little dark sometimes. Like I have to watch something fun afterward before I go well, to bed. Well, they say the show. F yeah. word, and they don't need to say that. Yeah, there is a lot of cursing, and yeah. I, I just don't like mm, my ears. Too much hurt. cussing. Yeah, too much cussing. Too much cussing. Let me also let me get also lift. Uh, uh, can I can I can I lift up somebody else's Twitter account? Absolutely. It's been bringing me a lot of quarantine joy. Uh, uh, I, I people should be following Judson Collier on Twitter. Okay, my friend Judson. Judson is, uh, Collier. Is, yeah, he's uh he's uh C O L L I E R. Uh he's uh he he's he's a friend of the pod. He's a fan of the pod. Uh but he's oh, also he he's, me. he's some of the best Then I'm a the fan best, of some him. Of the, <laughs> some of the best meme con- some of the best quarantine memes out there. Oh yeah, Evergreen status, a lot of uh Ben Affleck on a day Armas memes. Great. Uh- <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> All right, Judson Collier. All right, thanks, Tyler. You can follow me at Kevin Teaport everywhere. I will lift up the Criterion Channel. The Criterion Channel Ooh. is a streaming. Shut up. <laughs> yes. Yes. What? You would love it. It's like. Oh, I do. I love it. I support it. <laughs> it's great. Do you have it? What is it? Does it cost money? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. What does it cost? Uh, it's like hundred bucks for a year. Mm. Yeah. If you got it, if you have to choose between supporting our Patreon or Criterion. Choose Criterion. And choose our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting into it and uh, figuring out, I mean, 
And to me, Caroline, this is kind of the crux of the streaming wars right now. You see how bad the bad yeah. catalogs of Netflix and Hulu are compared to the curation of Criterion content. Mm-hmm. The film we have talked good. before of like there's no old movies on most of these streaming platforms, so it's hard to go find them. There's, True. There's True. none before like 19. Canopy has a lot though. Mm-hmm. Canopy has a good amount, and they they have a lot of Criterion movies as well. So I'd recommend that if you're looking for stuff to watch in these trying times and you can lift us up at christian fun pod everywhere patreon.com slash good christian fun for second service every friday we keep cranking them out especially now more than ever in uncertain times and if you leave us a review on apple Podcasts, we donate a dollar to charity and this month's charity is your local food bank we're giving all that to our local food banks because they need it tyler thank you so much for joining us bud Thanks, Tyler. This is always so fun. What a sweet time. I love, I love hanging out with you You too, bud. Let's a perfect, you're a perfect guest for this show. You know it all. Dumb. And there's nothing left to say except for, and all of Pod's people said, amen. 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 Now, now, if you'll excuse us, we got to go to our quarantine houses. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Lauren. Moses. <laughs> Moses. Mark Lowry, get your arms wide open for Tyler's hugs. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.